You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one, welcome all to the NFC East mixtape. A little bit of an anguish start to the show here. Probably got in before this. You did. You messed it up. Just so you know, um, <laughs> you, you didn't. You didn't wait. So the podcast actually neither the podcast nor the video audience got to hear the beginning. So go if you want to ambush, do it correctly. Um, but I, yeah, the beginning of the the, the beginning of the file was like what they heard is like. I'm all, like that's what everybody heard at the very beginning <laughs> to be very i bet i bet rachel will cut that off the podcast but we can't cut it off the video so good job um welcome one and all and us i guess uh to the nfc east mixtape you can listen to the show on any of the four uh nfc east blog platforms uh, across the espionation universe blogging the boys bleeding green nation hogs haven and big blue view you can also watch it on the bleeding green nation youtube channel or the blog of the boys youtube channel he is brandon lee gotten from bgn i am rj ochoa from btb and i clearly upset brandon on tuesday with my tweet which is why he wanted to come in here all uh all ruffled and whatnot happy happy tuesday to you blg happy wednesday to the listeners Let's just address the drama. Let's get out in front of it, RJ. Because apparently you have a problem with me having French onion soup, which, by the way, you don't even know what it is still. Oh, that's the drama you're talking I was talking about something totally different. Okay. Oh, I, I this is actually about. Uh, okay. we'll, get to, we'll get to my thing. Let's do your thing. Uh, so let me actually set this up. So a uh, bit of a humble brag. I was on ESPN radio for the first time ever, you know, done some, some hits and things like that in my career, but I'd never been on ESPN radio. So shout out to Sarah Spain and Jason Fitz who had me on and I was prepping for this. Um, and I got an Instagram message with a photo that's, it was a photo of soup. I think what I think was soup for all I know, it was just, uh, like sewage or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, that said BLG is having onion soup, French onion soup. And it's 85 degrees outside. I got a tweet at the same time. There are people there. I have sparrows all over the place, apparently. Dude, what is your problem? Like, what? <laughs> That's not cool. No, and no right. pun intended there. So context included here. It actually was pretty cool last night. It was uh, 75 degrees at the time. It was 85, according to the tweet. I mean, it that's was literally not, what, the, I mean, what I was told. The high might have been 85 on Monday when the soup was had. At, let's give a shout out, by the way, to the actual location of the place. It's called the New Wave Cafe in Queen Village in Philadelphia. Um, really good spot. So let's give them credit, first of all. And I got the French onion soup there, RJ, because I've been wanting to get it for some time. But the problem is they have such a good menu with specials that are always differing that I go in like wanting to try that soup, but then there's always this new special. And I feel like I have Mm. to get that instead. Cause if I miss the window on that, then I might not be able to get uh, that. And then the soup I think will be there still. So I had to get the soup. I heard really good things about it on Yelp reviews and everything. It wasn't that hot outside. Certainly wasn't hot inside the restaurant at all. And also people ripping me for wearing a hat in a restaurant. It's like a bar. It's a bar slash restaurant. Um, So, okay. Uncouth to wear a hat. Okay. Let's, you should handle the shouting out of your guest. You've shouted out the place and not the person who outed you, by the way. So I don't know let's... if they want to be docked. I don't know if uh, H&E, H&E, I will call them, want to be doxxed, but okay. uh, they probably do. So congrats I mean, to well, them. They just got the engaged, one... by the way, RJ. So congrats to them. Um, Congratulations yeah. to them. They're the ones who outed you, to me, at least, on on multiple social media platforms. This was Twitter and Instagram. So I got a tweet. I think we can out the, the handles, at least. I want out the Instagram handle because that was a private message. Okay. But on, on Twitter flea bag that's flea with a ph uh and then an underscore at the end so in case anybody wants to see this photo <clears throat> tweeted at me and said mm-hmm. brandon lee gowden is eating french onion soup on an 85 degree day and so that's one photo of you mm-hmm. by the way you're wearing the hat in this photo interesting um interesting way you're holding the spoon by the way it's actually uh, this hat too by the way well, if you're uh, watching the youtube version yeah. if you're watching the audio version then just look at my twitter i retweeted the, the, the uh, okay. tweet well, at so, brandon gowden 
first of all, I mean, you're a tall person. You've said this many different times. I actually saw one of the replies. Saying, um, you must have been standing on a chair to get this angle <laughs> of BLG. But um, so you're a tall person. But are you like a giant? Because the soup, the spoon looks like teeny <laughs> in your hand. It looks incredibly small. Um, so that's one thing. Um, it looks great. I mean, and and oh, it's I fantastic. Well, so it looks great. I think it looks great, but I can't tell you because I've never had French onion soup, which I believe is where this all kind of started from. You're coming out here like, oh, the Yelp reviews and whatever. No, 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 BLG. I live in your head rent free because you got this soup because of me. In fact, the <laughs> private message that I got was That's a what... different photo. I tweeted the screen grab of this. So yeah. if anyone goes and looks at the tweet, they could see that it was a it was a different picture. And the the message said BLG ordered French onion soup because of you. <laughs> That's not true. That was in jest. That was said in I, jest. I don't it think so. True. I would admit it if it was true. It wasn't. I've been wanting to do this. I said for a long time now, and I finally got around to it, and it was good. And RJ, I need you to try some French onion soup somewhere. It's not. It's to too hot. I will try it in the in the fall, but it's too well, hot. I'm not right saying now. now, but I'm saying at some point before the year's out, you have to have it. You have to give us a review. People are dying to hear about it. What was the other thing that you wanted to get to before we actually get into the show? Well, hang on. The other thing I wanted to say was you got a lot of love for having a PBR. There was a lot of tweets. Uh, <laughs> Almost too much. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. I mean, uh, whatever. No, the thing that I thought you were talking about. Uh, and it was so before we started recording, Brandon was messing with his um, his backgrounds on uh, the platform that we use here. And you had the BGN logo. So I thought you were coming in all like Eagles hot, whatever. Like you actually did one time ambush me on Monday Football Monday when you were taking victory laps about the win that the Eagles had over the Cowboys in 2020 when they started mm -hmm. Ben DiNucci. Um, right. And so I thought that you were upset because on Tuesday, you may not have seen this. You've obviously had a busy day. You tweeted out. Um, that Jalen Hurts was having a lot of success connecting with Dallas Goddard. Um, I quote tweeted that and added two photos of Cowboys intercepting wow. Jalen Hurts. And I said, to be fair, though, Jalen has a lot of experience with throwing to Dallas. And <laughs> <laughs> how funny, how creative, how original. I mean, well, that is like, we need to put all these in a box, right? Like cowgirls, uh, what was it? Ill goals. Um, that's, that one is just not even a real thro thing. Throwing batteries at Santa, like there, it's there's some for every team. Like we should just, we should inspire one another to become more creative when insulting each other. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Yeah, that's all. Just, I I thought it was so dumb at first when the Eagles drafted Dallas Goddard four years ago. How like some Cowboys fans in true legitimacy were like, <laughs> now they're gonna have to say touchdown Dallas. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh, that's you think that's gonna bother them? Yeah, like, they, oh no, Dallas <laughs> Goddard scored a touchdown. Our oh. worst nightmare. Um, wow. Good times. Um, okay, so um the other thing I was gonna say that uh we started to say before we started recording, last thing as we get our usual like eight or so minutes of uh whatever out the way. Um, I was doing something on my iPad and I've tweeted before something like whatever from my iPad and I'll always get a response. It's like Twitter for iPad, huh? Enough mm. with the iPad shaming. I like my iPad. I use it a lot. Like, I don't know why there's this like, you know, uh, who's diving so deep into your tweets that they're like recognizing the device you're tweeting from. But why is there like a, you That's know, astigmatism with regards to tweeting from an iPad? Like, is it cooler to tweet from your phone? Like why? Like, I don't understand why the, the iPad is practical. I have one of those cases that has a keyboard on it. So like at night I'm sitting, I'm watching something, the wife and I, you know, I'm, I'm handling some chores, paying bills, whoever, you know, whatever, right. like let me let me tweet from from my ipad in peace if you exclusively tweeted from an ipad that's probably like psycho mm. behavior but you know if you're mixing it in there i mean yeah i don't i don't know who again who was even noticing that who was like looking that up well it says that i don't know if you know, like underneath a tweet it tells yeah, who cares like how like, why are you looking twitter that closely who cares I'm just saying like get better I've, things to do i've seen it happen to other people which is why i bring it up like i've seen people get like you know shamed for tweeting from their ipad before like what's the deal like let us let us have the iPad, you know? So, um, okay. Shout out to uh, French Onion Soup and iPads. Early winners here on the NFC East Mixtape. This is volume 70, not 69. Nice. Um, nobody tweeted back and said nice. I was so disappointed. I think some oh, people did. By the way. Um, they did. I, I got... tweeted out last week. I tweeted on my own, like a native tweet. Like, hey, it's the 69th episode of the mixtape. So some people did respond to that. Anyway, I, you were saying. Well, last thing. It appears that most people want to go by the mixologists, um, not oh, the yeah. universe. Eh. Um, it's too long. So it's yeah, the lot. universe wasn't a real suggestion. I know it, was it wasn't, like, but it was more but, of a concept. Uh, well, Noah and Ben Long were at the Eagles preseason game, 
and tagged us on Instagram and referred to themselves as the universe. And so I really liked that. But mixologist <sighs> seems to be the most popular answer. I don't, I don't like that like it has it. an it's it's got an X, like it's a hard like it's not, it's not difficult to say, but it's like mix like it's a heart an abrasive sound. Um, I had so, an idea uh mm. that I was thinking about. Maybe two ideas. You know how okay. we do the like our bit is like, wow, the NFC least, the first person to ever say that. So we could either call our listeners the leasts, or we could call them the beast because you know the NFC beast because it's really good. I don't mm. know. That's all I've got. Um, I don't Jimmy like used to those. call Jimmy. You know, Kemsky used to call his website about the NFC's blogging the beast. Wow, as a note to blog on the boys, interesting. Um, but then, like Good Mythical Morning, use like they use like Mythical Beast. That's, that's what they call their their listeners. So yeah, I don't like the beast. I don't like least. I don't want to insult the listeners. Um, and like you know imply that they're less than um East? i think we we have to listen to them they the said mix, they said mixologists we have to go with that that's what they want no. and so you know what it, and their their icon can be one of those uh like martini like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like all the shakers and stuff like they're the mixologists i'm sorry that people have spoken this is a, a no. democracy no just let everybody let the record show i fought for mixologists Brandon has to feel right the vibe isn't right anyway let's get into today's show what are we talking about uh, the French onion soups. Uh, so um, every team in the NFC East has played a preseason game, and I believe only the New York Giants won. Um, we can go in whatever You're right. order. They're going to win the East. Undefeated. <laughs> uh, there's a great, by the way, NFC East subreddit um, that that is just perfect. Mm. I can't believe nobody listening has fought for us in the yeah, NFC East subreddit. What the hell subreddit. is this all about? I know. I, it, and you know what? Shout out to the NFC East because I haven't seen a, a subreddit for any other division. We we care the most. That's why the mixtape exists, um, and the mixologists exist. Exist. And you know what? See, like our subject matter is mixology. It all works. Anyway. Um, you want to keep going in, in divisional order? I feel like we kind of have to. Like, those are the rules. Um, sure. So the Dallas Cowboys have several issues here. Um, they went to Denver and had a billion penalties. They had the most penalties of any team in the NFL in the first week of the preseason. But it's only preseason, and you're making a big deal out of nothing. All right? It doesn't matter that the Cowboys had the most penalties in the NFL last year. Um I don't think it totally matters. It's obviously mildly concerning, but to dismiss it and act like it's not concerning at all is lame. Um, I thought that Mike McCarthy had a really poor way of going about this. Um, And I don't have a problem with McCarthy dismissing it, 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 acting like it's not a big deal. I disagree with that, but if you want to do that, I understand that's the role you have to play right now. But he had a specific line in his press conference. He said, you know, you guys are going to write whatever you want. Yo, Mike, back off. This this is not a media-driven thing. Like, you're the one with all the penalties here, not anybody else. Um, so chill out. Um, so that was a big takeaway. The Cowboys have a super-duper terrible tackle situation, Brandon, because they cut Lyle Collins in the offseason. They have Tyron Smith, who's missed time for six years in a row. And the only addition they made was a fifth-round draft pick and Matt Waletsko, who got hurt at the very beginning of camp. So who could have possibly foreseen this blowing up in their face? They have a backup quarterback issue. I mean, I, I think that I've, I've heralded the Eagles for trading for Gardner Minshew. I don't think enough teams, and I know he hasn't played well this this you know year. but and A little um, better recently, but yeah. Yeah, but still, like, I love that idea. Like, it's such a potentially important position. I don't know why some teams don't care at all about it. Um, so that's what's kind of – that's the energy surrounding the Cowboys. Anthony Barr seems like he's going to practice for the first time, hopefully against the Chargers, uh, who the Cowboys are scrimmaging with, and then they play on Saturday night. Um, so they're almost back in Dallas. They've been gone for a very long time. Uh, but yeah, the, the vibes are just kind of whatever right now, but that's kind of the preseason mood as a whole. Imagining like a Cowboys receiver dropping five passes in a preseason game and Mike McCarthy being like, well, you're just going to write whatever you want. Like, okay. No, no, he dropped five passes. That's really bad. Like you can't like sugarcoat that. And, uh, yeah. So what have I said going into the, into training camp for the Cowboys? I think the number one goal, no bad avoid, vibes, no bad, no bad vibes, stories. Bad vibes. Yeah. And I gave them credit for that last week because I thought they'd done a good job of that for the most part. Then you get this McCarthy thing in there, and it's like, oh, I love that. I'm not saying the preseason has sunk because of that, but it's definitely an arrow pointing in the wrong direction. It's not one pointing in the right direction. Um, uh, the, the left tackle thing is very real. I've seen that. I, I, I do a links roundup, obviously, every morning for BGN. And every morning I check out all the NFC East team sites on SB Nation. And I feel like more than anything, I see a lot of discourse about Cowboys kicker situation and Cowboys left tackle, backup left tackle situation, which, again, is very relevant because Tyron Smith is going he's going to miss games. It's going to happen. You can, you can uh, not not to an over under. Oh, dude. I mean, three and a half. Right. It's probably the over under. Um, 
But so last week, I thought this was so interesting. Uh, the Cowboys had a scrimmage against the Broncos. Broncos country. That's about, you know, it's so great to be out there against America's team. Uh, Hold on so a J- second. There's, there's a headline right now. I need to get to this because it's entirely relevant to what you're saying. On milehighreport.com, mm. free shout out for them for having Russell Wilson on their team. This is the headline, RJ. Russell Wilson is the, like, uh, quote, daddy of the deep parentheses ball. I'm, I don't even want to click it and open and see what that means, but I just wanted you to know that. Um, well, that's always been like the thing, like, you know, Russell Wilson has a sexy deep ball. Like that's whatever. I mean, like that's the phrase that is very, I know it's uh, very, man, uh, he, rom- romanced. <laughs> intimate. Um, so the Cowboys had their scrimmage. I, I, I got to get to Tyron, but the Cowboys had their scrimmage with the Broncos. And I saw Micah Parsons and somebody else. Um, they did jersey swaps. And it's like, I think jersey swaps are awesome. Like, they're cool. Like, I love that for players. Well, that's what I was. No, it wasn't even the preseason. Oh, it was the preseason game. Uh, but it's like, guys, like, let's relax. And you know what move I hate? So, like, I'm somebody who, um, so my dad and I, uh, before the pandemic, we used to go to a road Cowboys game every year. And something I like to do is get a Jersey of that team's most iconic player, right? Like just, and it's cool to get from the stadium, right? Like I got this at that stadium. Like I want that kind of like, you know, sort of minute level of authenticity. And so what I think is weird when it comes to Jersey swaps, and I think Lamar Jackson had like eight of them, his MVP year, but Russell had two jerseys that he gave away. So like, and he didn't even play in, in the one he, he gave that he took off, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so he had, he had one that like, he wasn't even wearing, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's weird to me. Like, I wouldn't want that one. I would be like, give me the one you wore. Like, that's, that's the whole point. Like the whole point is to kind of swap, you know, from the, the game that we played. Uh, but anyway, um, so during the scrimmage against the Broncos, the Cowboys had, um, two injuries that were reported by everybody on site, tight end Ian Bunting, who they waived and John Ridgeway, the rookie defensive tackle. Nobody said a word about Tyron Smith. But late that night, this was last Thursday night, DallasCowboys.com's report on the day noted that he limped off of the practice field. I thought that was so strange that nobody highlighted that. Um, and maybe nobody thought it was a big enough deal. I mean, you've seen a billion different practices yourself. Like sometimes something just kind of, you know, is, is not a big enough attention thing. Um, but then Mike McCarthy addressed it after the, the preseason game. So he's already got like an ankle thing. He's back. And so it's not a big deal. But it's like it it continues to underscore how thin the ice is of, you know, depth at the tackle position they like they went into this season this is not a joke it's not hyperbole their plan at swing tackle was two dudes with combined zero amount of nfl experience how why like how could you do that it's not a it's a a theme of the entire cowboys offseason to what you're talking about it's just lack of preparation lack of (laughs) i don't know what the thought is how do you, how does anyone inside the Cowboys like look at what they've done and be like, yeah, you know, we're better than last year. I mean, they're like objectively not better at best. Like that's the best case scenario. Like they got worse and I don't know. How can you argue otherwise? You can't. Um, what I'm getting what a little sick case? of, what, what I'm getting a little sick of is, and this is just like, I'm just annoyed. Like no offense to anybody who says this, but like, I, I don't know how many times I hear or see, you know what I think? I think they're trying to tank so they can get Sean Payton next year. <laughs> like, I, okay, we all agree. <laughs> but nobody, first of all, nobody has to say it anymore. Like, we all understand that that's a thing. So, like, like it's like it's a creative just, original like, thought. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. Like, this is like we're, we're all on the same page. But my other thing is like, why tank? Like, like, if you want Sean Payton, why, why? Like, you don't have to tank. Just, just be good. Just be yourself. And then if you decide you want him, just get him. I mean, like, I just don't understand why that yeah. is like. It's some sort of motivation, like like they would need the justification to fire McCarthy or something like that. But um, it's just really dumb. You're not throwing away a year of a. It's Dak Prescott's championship contention window now. Like you're not throwing a year of that away. You're just not. By the way, friend of Blog and the Boys, Dak Prescott. We dropped an interview with QB One on the Blog and the Boys podcast network this week. That was also available on the SB Nation NFL show. uh, In case anybody wants to um to listen to it, that was what's one word you would use to describe your mental. Uh, state for this podcast uh can't be what Dak said for his answer for the Cowboys yeah, yeah. season his, which was his focused. answer was focused my answer is um one word dog because I got that wow. dog in me so mm-hmm. um woof anyway um yeah so that's kind of where things are at kind of in a, a weird spot for the Cowboys I mean I don't it's been several days since the preseason I don't care that they lost nobody should care about wins or losses but like I, I don't know how they haven't brought in anybody. They they made their five roster cuts to get down to eighty five, but I don't know how they haven't brought in a tackle. I don't know how they haven't how they haven't brought in another. And like, 
it's not feasible. Like I, I hate this like question when people are complaining or people think that I'm complaining and they're like, well, what, what names are out there? Who would you go sign if you were in charge? There are names. It's, it's mid August. Like you don't do this now you do it right. in March. So like, I agree with you. There's nobody there, but like that does just because there are no like available options does not mean that everything's cool or we should be, we should be cool with it ourselves. It, the, the process of how they, they wasted it. They, they wasted right. the Too last late. six months. It's too late now. You can't like you can't solve it now. That's the problem. And they had an opportunity to not have it be a problem like this, and they wasted it. They squandered it. Uh, question for you. I guess I've been thinking about. Do you kind of like how at all how the Cowboys have kind of been criticized as opposed to them like going into the season with a lot of hype and everybody like oh Cowboys you know Super Bowl team Super Bowl team because there's teams like that. Speaking from personal experience, the Eagles historically the Eagles always do better when they're the mm. team that like, oh, they stink. They're not going to be any good this year. Like last season, obviously, you know, they didn't go far, but even going back further to 2017, no one thought they were going to be great. All the hype was about the Cowboys because, oh, Dak yeah. and Zeke. They were coming too. off. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, they're going to reap. And, the, and like, no, um, the Eagles were an afterthought and they overachieved. And historically, the Eagles are good at overachieving. And they're bad when they're in the situation they kind of are in right now when there's a lot of hype. So my question to you, is that do you feel kind I know like there's a lot of things to not feel great about I get that so it's not like I'm asking you to like galaxy brain it but is there any part of you that kind of maybe likes a little bit how everyone's kind of hating on the Cowboys and thinking that because of the group because you don't like groupthink and there's a lot of groupthink out there that the Cowboys <laughs> have had this like really objectively bad offseason and again there's truth to that but um, maybe so much to a point where like they're almost being slept on a little bit so they're almost being so like overrated that they're underrated kind of thing. That's the galaxy brain take to be clear, yeah. but um, I don't like, I think it's groupthink to say, and I'm not accusing you of this, but like, there are a lot of people who be like, oh, you know what? Like we always do well when people doubt us. Like, you know, like I don't like that. Like that, there's I no, agree with that too, but, but, but there's no like, that, that's just like a subjective, that's just like a, a feeling for you. That's just like, it's like when people be like, well, I have a feeling insert sixth round pick is going to be really good this year. No, you're confusing your your thoughts with your wants. Those are different things. Um, so I guess like my answer is I do like that there is this legitimate sense of apathy. Um, I think it's silly when people say things like, you know, what we have to do is we have to stop buying things. We have to stop going to games. Like that's not like it's impossible. It's never going to happen. But like, I do like that people have, have kind of like wised up. I like that people are, are no longer falling for the smoke and mirrors. I like that people whenever, you know, the, the Cowboys try to, well, salary cap this, salary cap that. I like that people call them on that. I think that they don't recognize that their fans are smarter than, than or that they are as smart as they are. Uh, and that kind of leads to them putting their foot in their mouth on stuff. It's like yeah, a few years ago when they were still negotiating with Dak Prescott. I remember Stephen Jones um, did a, an interview with Mike Florio, and he said that there were all sorts of analytics out there that showed if you paid your quarterback a certain percentage of the salary cap or more, that it hindered your ability to win the Super Bowl. And I, I, I mean, like, so I, I just, I like that the, that the eye rolling is happening is maybe the best way to say it analytics as in common sense that when you spend more money on one thing you will not have more money for other things um okay last thing uh we're gonna do this for every team espn uh wrote a bounce back candidate uh article about every single team in the nfl um they had a bounce back obviously candidate for every team and so just put briefly their candidate for the dallas cowboys was leighton vanderish um i don't know that i would consider that bouncing back i feel like he already bounced um you know, he, he played 19 combined games between 2019 and 2020. He played all 17 last year. He was solid. I mean, he was pretty good. He was not his 2018 self that, that obviously lit the world on fire. He'll never be that again in all likelihood. Um, but so I think he already bounced. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that, that you 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 can't bounce in the air. Like, he's he already went down on the ground and bounced like he's now airborne. I feel like these league-wide kind of breakout players slash bounce-back things – like just having seen them from an Eagles perspective, there's a lot of like catching up to be done from a national perspective. Like, I feel like I've seen articles even as recently this year, like Dallas got a breakout candidate. It's like, you kind of like, you kind of already did. He's already like done that. Like you can't be a breakout candidate every single year. Like at some point you actually did break out and you're just a good player. Uh, so yeah, I don't really, I don't really get that one a ton, but I think that kind of just is a result of national uh, coverage not really always having the accurate mm -hmm. local focus. Although did the local writers make the picks for that? Did you uh, see? I believe like, so. I believe that I believe the beat or at well, least the, the at least the beat writers wrote the descriptions. Um so okay, maybe, so maybe they, they didn't make the pick. Right. That, that's uh, what I'm who, saying. Who would you pick then? If I had to pick a bounce back candidate, 
Um, I think you could say Tyron Smith that that would be like predicated on like thinking he would stay healthy, right? Like mm-hmm. you know that. So that but you're yeah, actually bouncing. Pick. pick someone else. I mean, then, <laughs> um, and, and like also like back sort of implies like you're returning to something legitimate. The right um, answer is Michael Gallup. He's the right answer. But no, like I guess that's like, a, that's a fair Bouncing answer. But he, injury is a he, fair he, thing. But he played well last year. So like I'm I'm not like I'm, I think injuries a cheat, right? To be like oh you know like so like. like there, there's something involved towards like you should be bouncing back from playing poorly. Like I think comeback player of the year should also be about players coming back from playing poorly, but I get why it goes to generally whoever like, Oh, well, that's no, it. that's, that's, I feel like it's usually the opposite. Like people argue because everyone's a bit mad that like what Philip rivers won it from the one year or, but he, or most he, improved. Yeah, I know, that, that was but most like, improved, I guess, or, or is I, that like, it's just, so it's like, Oh, uh, uh, like whoever's hurt that, that those are the only people that can win the award. Like, sure. I mean, so it's, you go back and forth. Um, if I had to pick, maybe t- you could, I, like bounce back is so weird. Maybe like taking the leap or whatever to your like breakout, you know, like in that realm, I would say maybe Tyler Biotish. And you're also kind of hoping that happens. Like, cause it's also hard to say like, well, how can Trayvon Diggs bounce back? How can J. Ron Curse bounce back? Like a lot of these players on the Cowboys like overachieved last year. Right. So like you can't bounce back if you're at the top. Um, and they were at the top in a lot of different, maybe Demarcus Lawrence. That would be my pick. He was also okay. hurt last year. So that would be my, my full and final pick. Go me. All right. Why don't we transition to the Eagles? Can you believe those New York Jets? And they were out here. They were swinging and they were scratching and clawing. I saw one of them poke Jalen Hurts in the eye. You don't do York, that. You don't come to the link and, and attack QB1. This is a Vince Papali's going to come at you. This is a New York Eagles fan. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't do a Philly accent. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, more subtle. It's, yeah. The energy was there, though. That's really what matters. It's funny, though, because people do do that. It's like it's like someone just doing a – like think Philadelphia accent, and it's just like a New York accent. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, how do you feel, RJ? Like, are you shaking in your boots with RJ? Not RJ, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, uh, looking like the best quarterback in the NFL. Six for six, I, perfect passer rating. I said on Monday, Football Monday, that Jalen Hurts is one of the biggest forks on the road for the NFL. And people heard that, the, the some season. people in the BGN feed, at least, because the uh, donut was clipped in there. But yeah, mm. say it again. And I, I mean it, like, if, if Jalen Hurts is, I don't, I don't even think he has to be like, you know, like, holy crap, good. Like, he doesn't need, like, a whatever bump. Like, if he's a, if he's the, like, the, like, you'll hate this, but if he's Kirk Cousins, like, this, that's a really good team. No, it is. Like, I mean, it, it really, truly is. Um, I, I think, it, and it's a very, very minuscule, very, very small sample size. The overwhelming amount of evidence supports that this is just a mirage and a flash in the pan. But I think, and this is what I said on the SB Nation NFL show, contextually where we're at you've seen what you want to see like understanding it's through training camp and one game of the preseason but you've seen what you need to see at this point now we've simply reached the point we've already been talking about it forever it's got to happen in the regular season now like we've we've checked and, and passed all these little tiny marks now we have to get to the real ones to see if this is real or if it was just part of the process so i think you'll appreciate this because i think you can look at the process of things, right? You know, it's not just like, because I think there's a lot of people who will just look at six for six, perfect pass rating, flawless game. The uh, Eagles offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, said it was a flawless performance today at training camp. And of course, he's going to hype up his guy. But I feel like people will say that too. Like, what what could you possibly complain about? And it's like, well, this is kind of nitpicking. And overall, I thought it was a stock up kind of performance from him. He did good things in terms of working the entire field, getting the ball out quickly, accurately, uh, he'd have made a nice throw on the run to Quez Watkins after Sua Opeta, the Eagles starting left guard that night, had allowed some pressure on the interior in the first play of the game. But the big play that you kind of referenced there, where he took the hit from Quincy Williams, he clearly bailed the pocket early on that play. And like he didn't have to. He, just, he rolled right, which he's wont to do in a bad way sometimes. Like it's it's kind of like his crutch. It's like things break down, roll right. Mm-hmm. And the Buccaneers had every yeah that was they they like they they leaned into it yeah (laughs) right they're like yeah we'll we'll live with him doing that all game long it's exactly what we want him to do um on that play he runs and obviously it's a penalty like there's no no one's arguing that it's a dirty play but like he didn't he, he wasn't running even for the marker he was running for no gain so like let's say so let's just say there's a world where quincy williams doesn't hit him he goes out of bounds it's fourth and five at that point, I guess he was two for two or three for three. I forget, but it's fourth and five. I'm guessing the Eagles would have gone for it because Sirianni was pretty aggressive all game long. Um, and maybe he wants to put his offense in that situation. 
let's say like they punt and then there's night is over. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? That the whole like Narrative. vibe about that performance right. is different just and based on something that he had nothing to do with other than just getting hit from a dumb penalty by the Jets. So I just think it's kind of like things are fragile like that. And it's such a small sample size and I'm not trying to take away credit. I'm just saying one you thing. Hate just, I've always, I, BLG hates him. He, one, you listen to BGM radio. He hates him. You do hear a lot of that. But I'm saying you change one thing and the whole perception could sure. be different. So, yeah. It's the remedial chaos theory. I, I can't believe you're not a community person. You would love community. I watch community. Well, it's the remedial chaos theory. The dice in the air. The six different timelines. I mean, That's, it's been a long time, but I watched it. It's season three, I think. That's I watched the, this like, like 12 if years anyone, ago. If anyone listening to this is looking for something to watch, watch. Go look up. Actually, let me let me find out what episode this is um, of Community. It is season... Uh, I was I was right. Season three, episode four of Community is one of the greatest episodes of television you will ever see in any show of all time. And it is this point. Um, there's different timelines. I know that Marvel has their, like, you know, whatever, different universes, whatever. But no, there's six different timelines. And in one of them, you're right. People are sitting here like, oh, he only went two for two. And yeah, he took that hit, but whatever, blah, blah. That was a super dirty hit. Um, maybe it's because Robert Sala is all gas and no brakes. Oh, <laughs> dude, I'm so sick of Robert Sala, by the way. Like, I've, I'm also super sick of Dan Campbell. That's a different point, but whatever. Um, to take yeah. it to a larger point, RJ, because like, you can say I'm nitpicking about one play, and I am. But to take it to a larger point, something that is not just one play, Jalen Hurts holds on to the ball for too long objectively he is the slowest time to throw in the nfl each of the last two years and not like by a slim margin either by a significant margin as well and i think there are going to be plays where you hold on to the ball and bad things can happen and maybe they're not always deserved and that's kind of you know some amount of bad luck if a player is just going to run into you anyway i'm not saying hurts deserves blame for that but that's like the price to pay sometimes for holding on to the ball is you're exposing yourself as opposed to if you're getting the ball quick, typically the defense doesn't even have an opportunity to hit you. So that's the downside of that. And I think it's fair to acknowledge that that downside exists. Well, obviously there is upside to that uh, ability as well. Like he had that good completion to Quez Watkins on the run when he did hold onto the ball. So there's, there's give and take there, but we can acknowledge the negative does exist too. Well, I think that what you described is the Russell Wilson conundrum, right? And he's managed to like, paint the entire narrative that that's like the Seahawks failing him the Seahawks offensive line sucks the C- you know what I mean like like that's, that's so much but you know what I'm saying like that's that's the problem that you're describing and like so if, if you're if maybe if you heard what Brandon just said and you're like what are the cons to like holding on to the ball too long like that allows some more things to happen no like look at like average time to throw like average time like quickest releases in the NFL like Tom Brady's always up there every year yep. like annually because that's and he's not when, getting hurt <laughs> right and not only are you not getting hurt but that's when the advantage is yours I mean it's true obviously that like the longer plays unfold the the more unpredictable they become but they become more unpredictable for you too i mean the the sooner you get things out the sooner it goes more or most according to plan i should say and so jalen kind of fights that mold um and so i i've always wondered that like when it comes to tom brady um because people be like oh well he has this he has that like whatever like i wonder if it would behoove jalen to play on with like a worse offensive line like maybe having a, a, a lead offensive line is like a detriment to him you know what i'm saying Cause it, because it, it encourages him yeah it, it, yeah. it, it allows for, enables him I should say. that's a better word yeah it enables this particular like ability of his it encourages him to roll right you know what i mean things like that whereas if the pocket were breaking down you know more often and he were getting hit more often it's he a might little galaxy like, brainy but yeah it is, I mean, but it's worth talking about. You know what I mean? Like it's in, and maybe he, maybe he would actually lean into it too much, but like, Oh, I got to roll right faster. You know, I got to get out. I got to run whatever, but like, or it, it would either be that, or it would encourage him to get rid of the ball sooner. Um, and so until he does that, you're not you, but like the Eagles are operating within limitations of, of that mm-hmm. particular, that that's a, a demerit working against him that will constantly hurt whatever's going on. And if I was AJ Brown, I would never line up on the left side. I'd be like, I'm only going to be on the right side. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm well, never going to let you have, throw this cross body to me. I will say to his credit, I think he's gotten better on certain plays at getting the ball quicker. Like there are some, there's, there are more, there's a higher volume of throws where the ball does come out fast, but it's kind of, I've used this term a lot, feast or famine. It's like, he's either getting the ball really quick, really good decision. Nice job. Or hold, 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 hold. It's never like, mm-hmm. okay, holding it, reading it, throw it. Like intermediate. There's nothing. It's very extreme. It's a very opposite end of the spectrum. So I'd like to see a little bit more higher volume. I don't need him to be Tom Brady in terms of this, the fastest sure, yeah. time in the NFL, but I need more than the slowest by far. I feel like that extreme is not really going to cut it long-term that has to improve and come up a bit. Um, so we'll see. 
It's the uh, the sloth from the movie. Is it Zootopia? Is that what it's called? You know, the sloth know. at the bank. Anyway, um, well, I actually thought you had the PBR because the Eagles traded away JJ Ortega Whiteside. So, mm-hmm. um, will he be missed? No. It's mm-hmm. a. I mean, they got something for a player who's going to be cut by the Eagles, and also the Seahawks were going to cut Ugo Amadi, who the Eagles picked up. Uh, in part, though, because of his money situation, he had one of those things where you know, like the rookies play a lot, then their uh, fourth year their contract goes up. Yeah, so. Um, they didn't want to pay all that money to him because he probably wasn't going to make the team anyway. Does this uh, in any way, and maybe he he's not truly in jeopardy, but does this, because this is like the, like the non-Eagles perspective, like does this cement uh, Jalen Rager's status? Like what was J.J. Ortega Whiteside like challenging no. him? Or is this like an independent thing? They they had moved him to tight end, but that was dumb because like he's just not a tight end. And the Seahawks are instantly moving him back to receiver too. He didn't like even bulk up in a big way or anything. So J.J.'s gone. Uh, it's funny that he's on the same team as DK Metcalf now, the receiver the Eagles should have drafted at that spot, but didn't. Um, so maybe Jalen Rager will get traded to the Vikings at some point in the future. It is possible that Rager gets moved. We'll see. I, I think um, it's best for everyone involved. But why don't last, we get to yeah the gonna, ESPN bounce back candidate for that's the That's what Eagles, I was doing, Brandon. Jeez. Which was um, James I'd Bradbury. See, What's your favorite kind of berry? Straw. Um, Not Bradbury. I, I like if if I'm if I think what's the most versatile berry, it's blue. So you could do a lot of like pastries, a lot of like smoothies or you know liquefied things. Obviously, strawberries the most like popular from a candy perspective. I don't like cherries. Um, mm. Blackberries are okay. A blackberry like cobbler's good. Um, raspberries are whatever. Ras- they're too soft. Like I don't like that about raspberries. So too squishy. But um, yeah. what's your berry favorite berry? It's a cherry, a berry. It's not. That sounds like berry. It's not though. Hmm. I like a sweet cherry. Uh, okay. Anyway, I think this is a poor answer for the Eagles. Not that I like have a problem with James Bradbury, but like you should be bouncing back with the Eagles. Like I thought this, there were a lot of players on new teams here and maybe that's like part of the bounce back. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe Jalen Rager is the answer. Who knows? Watch him can't catch like a, an important Never bounce. Here. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fair. You would be taking a leap is the way, but yeah. And I, I think the limit, I mean, there's, his upside is limited because there's just four receivers ahead of him, at least on the depth chart. So um, then do you agree with James Bradbury being the, um, I think it's a fair enough pick it. because he, look, he was a pro bowler in what 2020 and he did have a down year last year. And there's a lot of different factors that could go into that playing for a terrible team. But you look at like his numbers in terms of his like passer rating allowed that jumped up in a bad way for him last year in New York. So uh, he's at a really good training camp too. Uh, he did get, banged up in today's practice on Tuesdays. So we don't know the severity of that injury as the time of this recording. He finished practice on the sidelines, so that seems like it's a good sign. It wasn't like he was carted off or anything, but I think it's a fair pick. Um, I'm looking through the roster, and I don't really know who else is like bouncing. I mean, I think, I don't believe it will happen, but could happen. Um, I mean, you could say Brandon Graham because he's coming back from injury, but I was thinking about Fletcher Cox. Like If Fletcher Cox came mm-hmm. out and had like an I've uh, always believed season, but no, it's not going to You doubt it um Not wow it. um i will say so espn wrote this in conjunction with pff I, I, I don't know who specifically wrote it but if you read it um on espn's website it, it mentions like the partnership with pff on this so i thought it was funny i don't know if you read the write-up on this um or not because no no big deal i put the the notes together for this episode so everybody knows i worked that's harder. not entirely uh, true i mean i put but, some in there uh but anyway i put this particular note and so the write-up mentioned how he had a down year last year and again this was a partly evaluated by pff and it said but the you know the good news is or, or like what what continued or what did elevate his season were, were the ball skills he had four interceptions and i just thought huh that's interesting how the ball skills are like this big pro in james bradbury's column but they're insignificant in trayvon diggs's column interesting so so why don't we take a break here, RJ? Um, take a break on the count of three. Count to three. Ten, nine, <laughs> one, two, eight, three. All right. Seven, six, five, four, three. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. 
Real Traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Welcome back. I have a, a pet peeve that I would like to share with you, Freddie. It was not the way you counted down on the way to the break, though. Do you think anyone ever named their pet peeve? Like a dog Yeah, named definitely. Peeve? Yeah. A so then peeve. somebody, so then whenever somebody was like, what's your pet peeve? Uh, it's right here. You know what I mean? So, so uh, but no, a pet peeve of mine, and I'm sure you've seen this when people will be like, oh, people, you know, like when they refer to Twitter as an app, when they're like, oh, yeah, this app, like people on this the bird app. app yeah, like the bird. But people will be like, uh, like people will be like, people on this app, that's how they like phrase things. It's a website. It's not an app. It's a, it's, it has an app that, that allows you to utilize it, but it is like primarily a website that's the meat of what it is when you call it an app you're not doing the like that would be like like we've talked about espn if i said people on the e, like the espn app no espn's a website it's a company like it has a big mm. old thing like it's you know it's it's you can't just like it's diminishing to to call it just an app yeah rant. okay uh we recorded last week's nfc east mixtape before jason wright <laughs> boldly defended Carson Wentz. We will um, go down the commander's rabbit hole, by the way, at some point and uh, and speak to our friends over at Hogshaven. That's obviously not happening today. Um, I talked about that on the look ahead with stats. But yeah, just quickly. I would point your people thoughts. to that episode to get the uh, like a good because stats said it. Well, I'm not going to rehash it here. I think he said it well. If you want kind of uh, the definitive take on the Carson Wentz he was, defense, he was worked up. I mean, yeah, it is dumb. There's there's a big thing in sports that I think we kind of all talk about to each other where like. It's not even just from the team perspective. It's just like this culture of fandom now where like you can't be critical or like if you are, you get criticized a lot and it's just kind of lame and it ruins the fun of it for me. It's like, I don't think people take criticism the right. I think people take criticism to an extreme. They're like, you criticize the team. So you hate them and you think they're going to go, oh, and 17. And you think it's a, like, no, I'm just saying like, there's a concern here. And maybe it won't even manifest in a big way, but it is a concern. It's just objectively a concern or a, a not a good thing. I point out plenty of good things as well. So I think it kind of kind of speaks to the um, the culture of fandom right now. But the cult, and then sure, I the think. cult. It's just really weak. It, you should be able to. I mean, stats had a great interview, and I'm surprised you didn't bring this up on the show with Russell Wilson after the season, as we know where he really like went after Russ, but in a totally fair way, too. He didn't ask anything that was incredibly out of bounds. And then to Russ's yeah. credit, too, he played game. He like you know he, he put it right back at stats, and that's what it should be. It doesn't have to be so personal, and someone's like, an, like you call names or like or be bad at their job. It's like he asked him some, some questions that were certainly probably tougher than other ones, but also Carson didn't seem like really like affected by it. And, and to that's Carson's what... credit, he answered him as well as he could have. 
that's what I was going to say. And cause you, you gave, you rightly gave Russell credit. Um, again, I can't believe stats didn't let me do that interview. I'll never forgive him for that. But, um, but Car- like Carson wasn't the one who came out and was like, this yeah. was out of line. Like we've, we've seen players right. before, like get mad about questions and things like that. Like, and I, so I actually think Jason, Wright, Like no good came from that. No, he made Carson like, look worse. I think in that agreed. Like, he makes it like, you can't even defend himself. He made Carson look bad. He made their team look unprofessional. He made their team look like they don't get it. All he did was incite the fanboys yeah. that, that, that like will ride for the team no matter what. Like, yeah, way to go, Jason. You defend QB1. Take command. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, but. And um, great point by you on the episode of like, dude, you're not the expert on this. Like, you're very clearly <laughs> not good at all the aspects of your job with like the disrespect of Sean Taylor and everything. Like, who are you to be like, I'm the expert. I know everything. I, I Dude, they, me. they, and then he's over here, like talking about professionalism. They botched the Super Bowl years on yeah. their logo. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I really, mean, I didn't want to do this because I, I don't want to like <laughs> limit myself maybe from further commander's access. If that ever is like, I need that for some reason, maybe this will get back to Jason Wright somehow anyway. And this will ruin it for me. But I really, after you said that, the Sean Taylor thing specifically, I really just wanted to take a screenshot of the people or his family or whatever it was standing in front of the porta potties. The porta potties, yeah. And tagging him on Twitter and being like, This you? And just reply to that tweet. Nice. That. Just like, because, bro, come on. Bro, oh my gosh, you got a bro from BLG. Um, do we have any hard takeaways from Washington's um, preseason performance? No, other than there seems to be some interesting. You were very intent. This was your contribution to the notes. So let's hear it. One of them. One of multiple. Uh, There's a headline right now on hogshaven.com titled, It's Time to End This Antonio Gibson Experiment. First of all. But Ron said that he was going to use him like Christian (laughs) McCaffrey. The 2015 Panthers were going to be the 2021 Commanders. A New York fan (laughs) who likes Washington for some reason. uh, Weighing in there. So there's actually a line from... This article that says, I'd far prefer to see him utilized like Cordero Patterson was last year, which is like, okay, great. Everyone's the next Cordero Patterson. But to the point here, um, look, I think we mentioned in our, didn't we mention Antonio Gibson as our most overrated player for Washington when we did that episode? I believe we did. And part of the issue is, dude fumbles a lot. And that was a big concern that was raised here in this Hogshaven article. And they really want to see rookie Brian Robinson, who apparently has been doing a good job. Uh, in camp in the preseason like they want him to kind of go in uh, and and be the top guy or at least take more carries and be more of a a split from a carry perspective where Gibson kind of freeing him up a little bit more to use him as a receiver and everything Uh, but you know look I just think the reality is that Antonio Gibson might not be that I think he's just a guy I think that's the reality it's interesting that you bring up that article um, and everyone should go to hogshaven.com, read it. Um, but it's so it's titled it's time to end this Antonio Gibson experiment that came out today for us Tuesday, August 16th. On August 15th, Hogshaven had an article titled how Scott Turner can help mitigate Antonio uh, Gibson's ball security issues. Um, and like, it's possible, right? Like you can work with players. Like I'm not denying that. But at the end of the day, like if he fumbles, he fumbles. Like, well, look at uh, Daniel Jones. Okay, Carson Wentz. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, like you can't you can't fix some things um you 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 can try um i I, the more i think about it the so like back to like very quickly on the cooper rush thing like as the cowboys backup quarterback it's amazing to me that he beat the vikings last year like that's all i keep thinking about is like wow this dude beat the vikings he is so bad and he beat the vikings last year and all i keep thinking about with the commanders is like wow they actually convinced terry mclaurin to stay like that is so amazing when you consider like I feel like have you what name a positive thing you've seen emerging from from there. Oh, by the way, uh they uh Ron Rivera fired the defensive line coach. There's all this chatter now that Ryan Kerrigan's like that is like not the move. Like I hate when when people do that. Like Cowboys fans are like Tony Romo needs to be our offensive coordinator, Sean Lee needs to be our defensive coordinator, Jason Wood needs to be tight ends coach. No, like just just relax. But uh, players just, don't want to do that too. It's such a time commitment. Like they don't want to do that. They don't need to I know. do that. They've made a ton of money. Why are they gonna like grind and like stay up to like four in the morning? No, because they, they love the team they love they love the team go, go i'm Gavin. sure they go love the team but not that much <laughs> so have you seen one positive thing emerging from hogshaven or from, from hogshaven from uh from the commanders as of late not really no i mean what would it be john um, Dotson. okay the defense yes I, I have heard the defenses look good in practice i have heard that but okay. well along those lines um ESPN's bounce back candidate for them is Chase Young. 
that's a good bounce back candidate because like he, he's bounced before unlike Jalen Rager um, and obviously got hurt last year. It does seem like it's almost confirmed that he's going to be like be on the pup list to start the season. He's going to miss the first four games, which would be games against both the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, and without him, they're kind of stuck. Like I, I hate to say like if he's like I hate to be this dramatic, but if he's on if he's on the pup list that they're gonna go the season, like the season's over. Like I don't think they're a playoff team or anything, but like if he is, like they're definitely like I go from like their ninety eight percent not to their ninety nine percent not. Like that it's that significant. Yeah, I forgot about that. We did see something about that, right? Like there was there was like, uh, might not not sure if he's definitely gonna be ready for uh week one. Uh let's see who they have in their schedule. They open against the Jaguars, as we know. So okay, not the biggest deal if he misses that game. Although we know Carson Wentz doesn't necessarily always beat the Jags, as you'd like to point out. Uh, the Lions next. So another winnable oh, game. Dan Campbell's got the Lions. I tell you, look, those Lions, they could be a playoff team this year. Watch out. Woo! Biting off kneecaps. Oh, yeah. But after those two, Eagles-Cowboys. So if he's on the pup mm-hmm. list, he misses at least four weeks. Like, that's two division games in there with not, like, the Giants either. Like, uh, it's a division game, but, you know, it's probably not a big threat to win the division. It's the biggest threats for at least Washington to win the division. They have to play two games in there so if he's on the pup list not great not great um you ready to go to the giants ready you ready Freddie? new york football giants gigantes. who's the most famous he, giants fan? how do you say giants in- yeah uh he got this but gigantes. um um who's the most famous giants fan it's like you can you can think of a lot of famous yankees fans like who's the most famous giants fan There's a you can think of a lot of famous knicks fans what? Well, there's the license plate guy, but we're not talking about like super fans, right? We're talking about no, no, no. We're talking about like celebrities, like actors or other athletes, or like you know, like, I would say the f- most famous Eagles fan right now is like Bryce Harper. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, or not uh, uh, Mike Trout would huh? be my answer. Sorry, Mike Trout would be my oh, answer. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got sorry. Bryce Harper loves the Cowboys. How could I forget? Um, I'm looking here. Daniel Radcliffe comes up for some reason. <laughs> Huge. This is I love really to watch list. the Giants in between my potions lessons. Uh, not a lot of good answers here, man. Like the um, I can name of I can think of one. I can Hugh I can Jackman literally is in there. Oh wow, um, Tracy Morgan, Buster Rhymes, the, Spike Lee. The, the only one I can think of is Jerry Ferrara, who is who played Turtle in um in Entourage. That's the only one. George George R. R. Martin is in here. Lady Gaga. Like <laughs> these are just like these just seem like random names to me. Wow, Lady Gaga. Jonas That's Brothers. because she wanted everybody to hold them like they do in Texas and. Just picking the Giants. Wow, not cool. Um, bon Jovi's on here, but that's just not. Wait, even Lady true, Gaga right? isn't. No, is Lady Gaga married to Blake Shelton? I don't know. I'm pretty Tiger certain. Woods. No, a Tiger's a Raiders fan. That's very oh, like well known. It's a uh, his care is it's his caddy Joe Lacava. Okay. Oh yeah 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 he's had it. Um oh no Gwen Stefani is is married to Blake Shelton. What am I thinking? Queen Latifah's um, John Stewart. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, the reports about Daniel Jones have been rough. Uh, Monday's practice uh, noted that I think he completed two passes. And again, like, you know, I'm not trying to like read into things, uh, but apparently they are so banged up. The following New York Giants are all somewhat injured. And everybody's dealing with something, but Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, Shane Lemieux, John Feliciano, who was involved in the fight, Blake Martinez, mm-hmm. Leonard Williams. Uh, apparently the Giants, Brandon, could not even field a third offensive line on Monday. Mm. That's so tough. I could. Couldn't you see the narrative like brewing to where Brian Dable's like, you know, like like fast forward to like some interview in in like March of 2023, where he's like, you know, we just never really got a chance to be healthy, mm. you know, and 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 that's that's what I'm so excited about this year is is everybody's they've been at the facility in the weight room, like we're going to be completely healthy this year, and and you know, New York Giants football's back, go blue. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking at BigBlueView.com right now, and there's I gotta say. Not a lot of juice, and that's not a shot at the website. I'm just saying, like in terms of storylines that are interesting, it's just like there's not a lot going on there that I'm looking at. It's like, oh wow, that's like the Hogshaven thing. I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing. There's some kind of argument going on about Antonio Gibson. I don't really see much of anything going on at. So they, they're they're trying to make something go on. So this and this leads to the bounce back candidate. So again, to recap, for the Cowboys, ESPN had Leighton Vanderesh. I didn't really disagree. Or I agree, sorry. Uh, James Bradbury for the Eagles. You thought that was fine. Uh, Chase Young for the Commanders. We really agreed with that one, I think. Saquon Barkley. What? Like, what? I mean, we're still doing this? Like, you know, we're... we're st- I did Why? see. I forget who it was, but I saw someone like move him up in their fantasy rankings today. Like they they announced no. that like I'm moving Saquon up, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> your loss. 
I I would no no I don't want no no like you should why? not get why? the benefit of the doubt at all. If Saquon has an awesome season this year, it shouldn't be like well yeah we all should have saw saw that coming. No, it'd be like wow like he proved everyone wrong. Good for him, but it shouldn't have been like everyone was wrong for doubting him. No, everyone is very right for doubting him. <laughs> I just I can't think of another player like this like not just a running back but like a player who was so like under like so willingly overrated you know who who everybody like had no issue overrating it's it's wild to me like it's it's ridiculous i don't understand it usually happens i feel like at a smaller scale with different players on a team it's just like you know this guy's good and it's it as a lot of it has to do with I, you know, see, drop position or whatever i think it's usually like a, a weird like special teamer or safe like daniel Sorensen. you know what i'm saying like there's a weird hive for a player well like let me bring up someone who just got cut today by the Broncos. Your Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson's Denver Broncos, Travis Fulgham. Remember when he was a big thing with the Eagles? As recently as last year, people were still like, oh, I still believe in him. Even though everyone was saying he had a bad training camp and some people didn't want to believe that. And then even during the season early on when the offense was struggling, they're like, they got to promote Fulgham from the practice squad or whatever. And it was like, just because he had that one good stretch, everyone like thought he was definitively good. And I bought into him for a little bit, but like at a certain point, I'm like, oh, he's not doing well. It's time to well, abandon and, ship. And pe people do that with like, they'll point to like one random, they'll be like, I I'm sure you might've heard this at the time, but like, well, you know, he could be our Victor Cruz. You know what I mean? Like something <laughs> right. like that. Like it just like, it happened one time, whatever, but you, you know, Brandon, um, yeah, tra Travis is, is so talented. I mean, he's he's just he's one of the best receivers I've ever ever been able to work with. And you know, we we have so much talent here. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm throwing to Cortland Sutton and and Jerry Judy and and Albert O and uh you know even Melvin Gordon at the backfield. And it's, it's you know it's tough. And um you know as as I've grown and progressed in my career, I've reached the point of, of roster valuation. Um and I'm and you know I, I'm not I'm not too proud to admit that I'm I'm maybe the third best roster evaluator in the world. And, um, and, and so Nathaniel and I, not, not coach hack, you know, we're, we're partners. Um, we, we just agreed that this was, was in the best interest uh, of the Denver Broncos. And so, uh, that, that's what I'm here to do. Everything in, in the best interest of, of, of the orange and blue, baby, we in the orange, you know, how you, how, I know, you know, we got the shirts. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Broncos country. That's right. Do you remember speaking of receivers that Russell Wilson played with, uh, the guy in the 2000, was it 2015 Super Bowl? Uh, the one where the the Seahawks lost to the Patriots. Jermaine Curse, who had the no. crazy. Oh, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me. Um, you know who I'm talking about uh, the random receiver who just came out of nowhere. Yeah, like it was like game. it wasn't even at it was it was just like the second half or like the first half. Um, four catches for 109 yards. Oh man, um, tied for the game's leading receiver with uh, Edelman. Number 83. Is that right? That's what I've seen yeah. in my head. No, I don't think so. Maybe um, I can't see it here. Rick is it Richard or like Ricardo? What's first his first name? name? Is Chris. Chris Matthews. Remember him? Yeah, I mean, it was wild. You're right. Like that was a weird little pocket. He almost was like Super Bowl MVP <laughs> if they win that game. Yeah. Um, wild. Anyway, that just made me think of Travis Fulgham. You have these receivers who just like randomly have these big moments and then do nothing. That happened a lot with the Russell Wilson Seahawks. Like it was Jermaine Curse and Doug Baldwin and well, Even Golden Tate are good. Doug, Bol Doug Baldwin was a good player for a while. I know, but like they weren't good before. I'm not saying Russell made them, but like they just kind of all came out of nowhere together. Um, like even the tight ends, like Will Disley, like it was just this, like you know, these cast offs. It was it was a strange sort of situation there. Um, last note on this, I thought was interesting. Um, of of ESPN's bounce back candidate list. Uh -huh. So say they they obviously chose Saquon for the Giants. They chose James Bradbury for the Eagles, former New York Giant. Wow. Um, they chose uh, Will Hernandez for the Arizona Cardinals, former New York Giant, and they chose Evan Ingram for the Jacksonville Jaguars, former New York Giant. Like, like who thinks that the Giants had this loaded roster last year? You know what I mean? <laughs> that like, there's all these bounce back candidates. Like, it just it to me, it's a matter of like who are the most recognizable names on these rosters, and the Giants are public teams, so people know these players. That's what this. I don't want to criticize the the exercise, but it kind of it kind of smells like that right now. It's got to be pretty annoying for Giants fans that, you know, Bradbury is looking good in Philly so far. I mean, obviously, again, I think it was the right move for them long term, but there still is that short term annoyingness of this, like in this season, where if the Giants cornerbacks are not doing so hot and like Bradbury's having a good season, it's like, like, it's like you can, you can be like, okay, that was the right move, but this is pretty annoying still that like any of the, because he didn't have to land in the division, you know, in theory, the Giants could have 
maybe found a way to trade him for not much of a return, but like at least get him out of the East and send him like to the Chiefs and the AFC or something like that. But uh, that's kind of annoying. It must be annoying for Washington and Dallas fans too, who are like, really? Like he had to sign with the Eagles? Anyway. I mean, it's also annoying. Like Amari Cooper, like I bet he he would be awesome right now. Like he'd help this wide receiver depth issue. Lyle Collins, but yeah, that you really kind of need a tackle right now. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, okay, so forecasting to this week, the Cowboys are scrimmaging with the Chargers, and they play them on Ooh, Saturday night, nine nine p.m. kickoff for me. Justin, Justin Herbert gonna light up that Cowboys defense in practice. I'm so. I actually, again, I've I've pinpointed my emotions for the Chargers, and they've landed on Brandon Staley. It has nothing to do with Justin Herbert. It, it never has. It shouldn't uh, be. <laughs> Uh, I know it. I mean, well, it doesn't. I I maintain that Brandon Staley gets if if another coach has the timeout issue that he did in Week 17 last year, it's the only thing that that's follow that follows them. Yeah, a Week 18. It's the it's the only thing that follows. It's the, it's the only question that gets asked for months and months and months and months. But like, I still think that gets overblown in hindsight. That wasn't really that didn't impact the game. It was con- it was incredibly consequential. Like, like I agree with you that you can you can debate the merits of it, but yeah. it was incredibly consequential. It didn't, it didn't impact the outcome at all. I think it definitely did. I don't think the no. impact was a non-zero quantity, but I mean, well, um, I mean, very little, not a lot. Whatever. The Giants are playing the Bengals on Sunday at 6 p.m. That's on NFL Network. If anybody wants to watch them nationally, um, the Eagles are also on NFL Network this week on Sunday early at noon Central Practicing Time against the Browns. A, a weird long. start time, by the way. Yeah, 1 p.m. on a Sunday during the preseason. But yes, the Eagles are. I'm flying to Cleveland tomorrow, RJ. To watch the Eagles Browns practice, you're gonna go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Probably not in Berea, Ohio. Uh, I think it's pronounced yeah. Berea. Is Whatever. it not? Um, uh, uh, yeah, so the... I'll be seeing Deshaun Watson, which will be weird, and the Browns go up against the Eagles. And I will say that I don't know about the Cowboys or any other team. Last year, the Eagles looked like pretty good in the joint training camp practices, and that felt like a good vibe slash gauge of where the team would be in 20. 21 so these are big practices is what i'm trying yeah. to say if the Eagles well, they're, stink, more, they're more important they, than the games you yes. know what i mean so if they if they look good that's like that's gonna be a stock up for them opposite it's true then it's gonna be like oh, that's, that's that's a legitimate concern um the last team we didn't talk or uh their game the commanders are visiting the kansas city chiefs this week so shout out to pete sweeney um the chefs um nice um okay roasted uh yeah. The chef roasted it. Um, anything you want to say? Anything else? Any, anything? Last week you were like, "Oh, I liked how uh, this little cyclone uh, had these leaves." You know, yeah, it was, it was a really nice thing. So, do you I have said. another nice thing? Do you have a, a maybe a not nice thing? Like, do you you know as we close? Um, so I have a complaint. Uh, so my iPhone. It was I think it was last Thursday. The one with the nightmare before Christmas person on the back. Yeah. yeah so. It just stopped working in terms of like the very left side of the screen here, like the very this side. Or sorry, wait, this side. Sorry, this is a beautiful photo. Did you take that photo? The background. What do you think? Do you think that's a background, or do you think I took that? I think you took that. I, I took that. that. Isn't that a really nice picture? I took yeah, that I... in Portland, city of roses, in 2019. Oh, um, and um, I've been to what do, what you're talking about the, uh, the garden. Yep, the there's rose like garden. Ge- I think they call it. There's like a I don't know if it's that part of it, but there's like a Japanese garden nearby. Yep. That you I've been there. Into. It's really cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, it smells, I mean, makes sense. There's a bunch of roses, but I guess I didn't like think about that when I was going there. I didn't like go into that area thinking like, oh, it's going to smell good here. And I was like, oh, it smells so nice. It's all the roses and it's really pretty. Um, um, but yeah, so that's okay, really so the, annoying. The left that, side of your screen doesn't work. Like, yeah, so I can't go like go back on like a text. You know how you have like the arrow at the top uh, of your screen up here? Like I can't. And like the one doesn't work in my keyboard. Like the you're one saying, like, like, a, like the like a, the like leftmost like vertical, like yes. 10% of your phone kind of doesn't work. Right. Yeah. And like I can't type Q right now. Like <laughs> I just can't do it. Like it doesn't work. I mean, obviously, if I if there's a certain mode where I can flip my phone to uh, was that land? This is landscape, right? Yeah. The yeah. long way. Uh, then I can. But like not all apps have that. So it's really annoying. And get an so ipad to, there we go i'm not getting an ipad i placed an order for uh, a new iphone but i'm not i'm waiting for it still that's one of those to be ready and now it's not ready so that's one of those things where like it's like when you um like when you have like a band-aid on your thumb or something you know what i mean you're like i don't i never realized like how consequential my thumb was to my life uh, the left side of your phone i'm sure you're now like man this like not having this is this massive inconvenience it's it's like obviously you know it's a 
first world problem by <laughs> every standard. But okay. uh, it does make my job harder, which is annoying. And it's not to the point where like I need a new phone like right this instant. Like I'm trying to make the best of it, but like I need it sooner than later. It's just driving me crazy. Okay, that was a good one thing. I mean, it was a bad, like it was a complaint, so negative. Um, I'll finish on a strong note. I uh, actually made this my Facebook status. I hadn't done a Facebook what? status in a very long time. What are you time. talking about? Who's using so, Facebook? Status? Well, you know, because it was it was more of like a familial thing. Like I wanted like my family to see it. The company uh, isn't even called Facebook anymore. So whatever. So I wanted like, again. It was about my son. So I wanted to, sh- you know, I wanted my family and whatever aunts and uncles and stuff to see it. Um, and I it it came across more sweet than I meant it to be fair or to be frank. Um, but so I was I was feeding him. Uh, and he's he's eating solid foods now, but it's like baby food, right? And so he, um, you know, all the baby foods are flavored and they're colored. And I think like why some of them are orange. And I'm like, why are you doing this, baby food people? Like we we have to wear clothes. He's he's, you know what I mean? Like he's getting us dirty. Uh, like can't you like put coloring in them? To, and I don't know if that's bad or whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I was feeding him peas. Uh, so it's like they were like green. And so I was feeding him and feeding him and feeding him. And then like, he finished it. And I was so proud of him. But I thought about that. Like while I was there with him, I thought like, man, I've been proud of a lot of things in my life and a lot of people. Right. Like I've been proud of friends or family for different accomplishments. And again, it was somewhat in a joking way. But I was like, I've never felt pride like this before. Like for my son eating peas. It was a cool thing. Uh, but then like, again, I posted it on my Facebook status and all of these people were like, oh, and I was like, respect, like I'll take it. But I didn't totally mean it as authentically as you might think I did. I was just kind of fishing for laughs. So, um, you know, like I wanted people to be like, ha, peas, what a weirdo or something. I don't know. But uh, I don't like peas. Do you? Are you a pea liker? <laughs> <laughs> not even gonna uh, so pride being an unfamiliar fan uh feeling for a cowboy fan nice there you go. nice wow um shout out to french onion soup ipads peas um snow peas can be good like when just fresh off of the like, plucked fresh off of the garden you ever mm, do that i don't know what any of the words you said mean that when i was peas? little uh you know, you like you can go to like Home Depot or whatever and get just there's the packets there for the seeds. So back when I was little planting some of those uh, in my backyard and they grew up and just plucked them right off of there, like right from the ground and popped them in my mouth. Pretty good. Good for you. Um, so you're a pea liker. Um, shout out again to French onion soup, iPads, peas and anything else you want to give a shout out to as we close. You have to say three words, random words. Oh, I like this. Um, sheep quiz because you couldn't do a Q. So I'm trying to pick like left side of the things like you probably can't get the S either. And um, xylophone, oh. not a Z, but it sounds like it. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.